ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, you can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Four nine four five. 
Again, 704-263-1945. Share with us, uh, what is the mission of the Voice of Evangelism Ministries? I really have felt uh, for the last uh, 15 to 16 years, uh, the Lord has brought us up in the ministry for the purpose of preaching a pure, unadulterated Word of God and to cry aloud and to spare not and warn the people uh, of what's taking place throughout uh, the church, America, and the world. But the, the greatest emphasis in my spirit is to preach nothing but the Word, because um, Amos 8.11 says, Behold, the day comes, saith the Lord God, that I'll send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread nor thirst for water, but of hearing the Word of the Lord. And, and Brother Bruce, you know very well it's hard to hear a pure word today that's not twisted and convoluted by the ideologies of men. Brother, that's so true. Uh, you know, the church of today is even far removed from the church I remember growing up as a young man, and uh, it just seems to get further and further away from the, the gospel message. Uh, what's going on in this country right now? Well, I, I believe we're headed uh, toward total apostasy. Uh, we all saw what the Senate passed this past uh, weekend. Uh, they repealed the don't ask, don't tell. So now we have open uh, sodomy in the military. Uh, for years, the churches, who would have ever thought the churches would have come to the place that they would debate same-sex marriages? Um, I, I just see the apostasy. Uh, and the Bible said in 1 Timothy 4.1, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly. That in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, and having their conscience seared as with a hot iron. And these seducing spirits have exploded exponentially throughout the world, but they're exploding in the church, the nominal church that we see. And that's why the people today are so deceived. They're misled, and they're living uh, in bondage that's, that's untold bondage. And they can't find deliverance because it's going to cost you everything that you have to find the type of deliverance that it's going to take to carry you through the tumultuous days that are ahead of us. And people don't really want to make that commitment, and that's what it is. You know, uh, in sec uh, First uh, Corinthians 2, 4, Paul said, For I have determined that not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Amen. And what speaks to me there so powerfully is Paul didn't say, the Holy Ghost determined this for me, the Word of God determined this for me. He said, I have determined. He made a, a, a commitment and, and with determination to know nothing but Christ and him crucified, which you know says that we as followers must also be crucified and denying ourselves daily and picking up our cross and following Christ. Amen. Amen to that, Pastor Linkford. But, uh, you know, uh, today they're not preaching anything about uh, enduring till the end. You know, there's uh, this message going out that, um, you know, we're the king's kids, and God wants us all to be rich and live our best lives now, and then after we've enjoyed our lives and lived in the life of luxury, he's just going to snatch us out of here. But, you know, I don't you see know, that in the Word of God, do you? Well, that's one of the great fallacies uh, in the church today. Uh, 
you and I both know that the pre-tribulation rapture is, is heresy, it's fallacy, and the Lord has revealed to me back in 1994, we'll share a little bit of our testimony, back in 1994, I was pastoring a you know modest-sized church in Charlotte. We ran around 300 on Sundays, and um, I made a statement in the pulpit that I would not eat a bite of food till God moved in my life like I felt like he needed to move. There was something missing in my life. I didn't know what it was. And I had fasted many times, you know, two weeks, 21 days, 23 days, 25 days. But I didn't know when I made that statement that it was going to take me 40 days to get to where I needed to be in Christ. And, 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 and following the fast, the Lord began to show me. I had a vision of different things. But what the Lord showed me was that the, the error that had pervaded the church was the pre-tribulation rapture. Yes. And that God is going to use great tribulation to perfect the church because Ephesians 5 and 27 says that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy without blemish. So tribulation is what God is going to use to perfect the church. Now, one of the great misnomers is that the tribulation and the wrath of God are the same event. But that's not true. Those are two separate events. The wrath of God or the wrath of God is not appointed unto us. But tribulation, Acts 14 verse 22 says that we through much tribulation must enter into the kingdom of God. John 16:33 in the world you shall have Tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. But the wrath of God is appointed unto the wicked. First uh, Thessalonians chapter five, verse nine and ten. For God hath not appointed us unto wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with Him. So the Scriptures are replete and telling us that we are not appointed unto this wrath. Um, Romans 5 and 9, much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. So, as I said, most people, when they say great tribulation, they incorporate the wrath of God. But the wrath of God are in those seven bowl or vials. And that's, we will not partake of that. But the tribulation part, yes, sir, because God is going to use that to perfect the church, because he's not going to take the church out and then make it glorious. He will make it glorious and then take it out, so when the presentation is made, it is a glorious church to his son. Amen to that. Uh, and folks, that's that's true. You know, um, we are, uh, you're listening to, to uh, two men tonight that were raised uh, in a uh, denomination where they taught that Jesus Christ could come at just any moment. And, you know, if you search the Scriptures out, you find out, folks, that's a fantasy, a fairy tale, because Jesus said certain things have got to come, number one, before he can return. There would be a great falling away. The Antichrist would rise. And, uh, you know, there would be, you would be able to see the signs, you know, um, kingdom rising against kingdom, famines, pestilences, earthquakes, and diverse places. But these are the beginning of sorrows. And, you know, they don't go any further than that, Pastor Lankford. Uh, they don't read down in Matthew 24, Verses 9, it says, Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. 
And uh, it says, And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure until the end, the same shall be saved. Um, Jesus said, If they persecuted me, they'll persecute you. Is the servant greater than the master? And so um, there are people dying right now, Pastor Langford, overseas in countries for standing up for the name of Jesus Christ. This happened down all through the centuries. You know, millions have died under Stalin's purges over in communist China. Um, many were persecuted and killed over in Romania and these communist bloc countries uh, back before the fall of the wall. And even now it's coming back again in many places. You know, they'll lock you in a church and bar the door and set fire to it over in Darfur, Africa. But we, for some reason, think that uh, we're exempt from all that here. And we think that this is still a godly nation. Yet uh, we continue to abort children. We have major televangelists being exposed in adultery, in scandals. And uh, we, we say, well, you know what? Um, God didn't want me to be married to this one, so it's okay for me to divorce and get married again. We've got our children becoming pregnant, becoming drug addicts. Uh, we've got our children being sent to uh, Harry Potter movies getting uh, third-generation of witchcraft curses put on them. Folks, this should not be. And uh, we've got a rude awakening coming here. Before Jesus returns, we're going to have a chance to see persecution in this country. And the key is, you've got to be prepared for it, number one, spiritually, and be ready to endure whatever comes your way, because if you don't, you're going to fall away. Let me give it back to you before I start preaching, brother. No, you're doing a great job. Um... One of the verses uh, in First Thessalonians four sixteen through eighteen, the very uh, familiar and renowned rapture passage, uh, uh, for the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall be raised first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. But what they won't tell you that word "remain" in the Greek. It simply means those that survive shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So yes. what, are we, what are we having to survive? Great tribulation. See, we're, we're, we're going through some very difficult times. But, you know, Brother Bruce, I tell everyone, I have great peace and solace in my heart because I, I don't live a life of fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power. Amen and of love, and of a sound mind. And the church's greatest hour is going to be when there's crisis everywhere you turn. And that's where we're headed. You know, our government is out of control. Our spending is out of control. The litany of things you just spoke of, our children, pregnancy, abortion, murder, rape, incest, pedophiles, bestiality, it's, it's, it's you know, we don't have the vocabulary to describe the wickedness that's in this land. And, you know, the truth is, you and I, brother, are, and I don't say that to be condescending because I'm, I'm including myself, we probably have no idea just how bad it really is because you and I strive to live a Christian life and walk in the Spirit and stay away from the evil. We pray God deliver us from evil. And uh, we, there's things going on that I'm sure we don't have the mind to fathom, or we wouldn't believe this is actually taking place, but it is, see, because it's perversion. Brother, that's so true. In fact, uh, I had a, a word given to me uh, by a prophet of the Lord about two years ago, and uh, it it's continues to haunt me to this day. 
one of the parts of the message was, I'm preparing you that you shall not faint. And I was thinking, God have mercy, what's coming on this land that would cause me to faint? And I said, you know, well, thank you, Father God, for um, working with me while there's still a time to get me prepared. You know, folks, it says, if the footmen were you, what happens when the horsemen come? That's right. There's a, you know, there's a time coming that it's going to cause men's hearts to fill them for fear. Now, as Pastor Linkford said, we don't need to have the spirit of fear because that is not what God has given us, but power and love and a sound mind. We need to fear the Lord. That's the beginning of wisdom. Amen. But, but we must understand that uh, there is persecution and tribulation coming. Eleven of the twelve disciples all died for the cause of Christ. They died for Jesus. Paul, uh, John the Baptist had his head cut off. Uh, the prophets of God over the years have been tortured. And are we any better here in America to think, you know, we're just going to do what we want to do, so our $100 seats and we get a 1,000 seat back and buy Mercedes-Benz. <laughs> Drink our Starbucks on the way to heaven. Now, again, I'm not against prosperity. Um, when the Lord prospers you, he brings no sorrow with it. But um, it does say straight as the gate narrows away, and few be that enter therein. And so um, the gospel that's being preached, uh, Pastor Langford, I don't see it in the Word of God. A lot of the stuff I'm hearing on the, you know, the uh, coming down from the television, it seems to be another gospel out there. Are they preaching another Jesus, possibly? Well, absolutely. Uh, they're, they're preaching heresy. They're preaching fallacy. Uh, they will not preach. That's why I said there's a famine of the Word. You know, you've never heard any of those guys preach from 1 Timothy chapter 6, where Paul said, We brought nothing into this world. It is certain we'll carry nothing out. Having food and raiment, let us therewith be content. You've never heard a prosperity preacher quote that gospel passage because that doesn't fit their mindset and their ideology. That, that doesn't bode well with what they're preaching. So they have to preach something that's contrary. You know, you never hear these guys preach against sin whatsoever. They they don't preach against anything when it comes to sin. You know, I mean, uh, I'm going to call two names here, but you, you take Randa, Randy and Paula White. Yes. They stood up publicly in their church and told their church, we are divorcing. I mean, brother, they need to sit down and have some kind of restoration in their own lives. Amen. And the church should have stood and said, you are wrong. But the same spirit of greed and covetousness that these ministries possess bears witness with the spirit of greed and covetousness that is in the lay people. So because they listen to these false teachers, they too are brought under the same identical bondage that the teachers possess. Because Jesus said, if the blind lead the blind... They both fall in the ditch, so the end results is identical. There's no differentiation in the end results, see? And uh, that's what breaks my heart. Is that I've, I've told my church uh, in pastoring, if, if there is sin in my life, somebody needs to have enough of God in the congregation to be able to discern me to the degree. You can walk up to the pastor and say, you know, I don't know what's wrong, but there's something wrong and something's not right. You know, not, you know, because when God begins to reveal sin, you know, whether you're a pastor, an evangelist, a teacher, what you have to deal with that sin issue because God doesn't reveal it to you for gossip. 
he reveals it so that it can be dealt with, just like he did with Nathan versus David. He didn't just, you know, God didn't have a gossip session to share with Nathan David's adultery and murder. But it's to, it's to come to the man and point out his sin and hopefully lead him to repentance. But today, um, you know, it's, it's out of control. Uh, the, 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 the ministries, uh, the, 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 the lavishness, uh, and, and, of course, you know, call them and ask them to help you with your power bill, your telephone bill, your, your house payment or your mortgage payment, your rent. They, their money's already allocated. They'll tell you that because it's all about them. You know, where does the scriptures teach a $1,000 anointing? I, I hear this cynical, crazy stuff. The Bible doesn't teach those kind of anointings, but yet they'll say, this is not for everybody. God just spoke to me tonight to speak to 20 people here. You're supposed to send in $1,000. Well, you know, if that's true, you can go right down to the local church and sow that seed and get the same blessing. Amen. But that's not the gospel. That's right. See, the scriptures do not bear that out to be truth. But because these people have a spirit of greed and covetousness in their own lives, then it aligns with the greed and covetousness which is in those ministries. See, and that's why they, they, they feed off of each other. Those are the seducing spirits that Paul spoke of. Brother, they don't preach the blood of Jesus Christ, say it sets man free. You don't hear about hell is hot and heaven is sweet anymore. They've even changed the hymnal books. They've taken oh, the blood of Jesus out of everything. Absolutely. Because, well, let, let me share this. When we spoke earlier. Let me, let me share a passage of Scripture that is so pointed in describing today's church. However, it was in the time of Christ walking the earth. In Luke chapter 13, beginning at verse 10, And he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity eighteen years, and was bowed together, and could in no wise lift up herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him, and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation, because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day and said unto the people, There are six days in which men ought to work in them, therefore come and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. The Lord then answered him and said, Thou hypocrite, doth not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or his ass from the stall and lead him away to watering? And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan hath bound low these eighteen years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? Now, what I find interesting there is, the Bible said the ruler of the synagogue, the rabbi, today would be the pastor of the church, was filled with indignation because Jesus performed a miracle. So he was a ruler, all right? The Bible says in uh, Ephesians 6 and 12, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, 
Amen. This rabbi was a ruler of darkness. When Paul went on saying in Ephesians 6, 12, against spiritual wickedness in high places. He was in a position of high authority. So he, too, was in bondage. Of course, he couldn't see it. His indignation blinded him. His, his arrogancy, his pride blinded him to the miracle that Jesus had just done and was so enamored with religion, he, he came against Jesus Christ adamantly to find fault in him. Now, you look at this situation in the New Testament. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 3.17, Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. That word liberty means that God has done away with all rules and regulations. And see, this man was bound by religion. And this woman was bound by, religion, uh, by, bound by spirit. So because he was bound by religion, he had no anointing. He had no power to set her free from her, her being bound with this spirit of infirmity. So they both, in theory, were bound, but by different things. But when the light of Jesus Christ walked in there, this ruler of darkness rebuked with indignation the miracle that Jesus did. And that's what you see in the church today, brother. Yes, indeed. Uh, and folks, if you are just tuning in, you're listening to Omega Man Radio Network. Special guest tonight, Pastor David Linkford. Website is the thevoiceofevangelism.com. And we're talking about the state of the church right now. Folks, we are in some trouble Okay, anybody with half a mind can turn on the news and see that uh, there are hot spots getting ready to break out all over the world. We've got our uh, economy in free fall. Our jobs have been sent overseas. The money has been stolen from the hardworking Americans, sent overseas, and now we're going to be asked to pay it back as part of these bailout packages. We've got gross darkness in the church. We've got churches teaching yoga classes and ballroom dancing in the sanctuary. We've got families with no discernment. We've got uh, foul spirits afflicting the populace, and we go to the doctors and we get psychotropic drugs. We've got record cases of schizophrenia in the churches. What's going on, my friends? And we haven't seen the, the worst yet. We've got a new world order system that is forming, even as we speak, and their goal is to take our liberties away to worship Christ and take our heads, ultimately. You know, they came for the Jews the first time. Well, they'll be back for the Jews, but also the Christians and patriots this time. And uh, the liberties that we have, even talk on these programs tonight, could be short-lived in this country. We're going to see this country go into some of the worst turmoil that it has ever seen in its history. And yet uh, it seems, Pastor Langford, that people are asleep. You know, oh, I don't want to read the book of Revelations. That's just for those that are left behind. In fact, I'm going to leave a VHS tape behind for my family. Don't make it in the rapture. And, you know, that's kind of the attitude we got. I mean, uh, people need to wake up. You know, that's why Isaiah 58 once said, Cry aloud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet, show my people their transgressions, and the house of Jacob their iniquities. And uh, it, it, there's such a spirit of apathy and tepidness and lukewarmness, and you have to blame the leadership, brother. You, you and I both know the root cause. It's the leadership. It's Amen. just like Eli with Hophni and Phinehas. 
the Bible said that Eli was obese, he was overweight, his eyes had grown dim, and he fell off the gate and he broke his neck. And That's God right. took away his uh, Levitical right to ever have any more sons or grandsons or great-grandchildren in the priesthood. And Eli speaks of today's church. It's obese. It's overweight. It's it's like the government. Preach it. And it's, it's, it's blind. His eyes had grown dim. He could not see, and neither can the church today. Revelation 3 says, put the eye salve on. And then his sons... Uh, Hophni and Phinehas were adulterers in the house of God, and he would not deal with their sins. And you see, today, I know I'm a pastor. People will leave the church. I I had a pastor one time tell me, I'm not going to deal with it. He said, it'll split my church if I deal with the adultery that's in my music department. And I'm not going to deal with it, he said. And and that's, that's why we're in the shape we're in. Sure, you might lose. So a few people, but I'd rather lose a handful of people than lose the anointing of the Holy Spirit of God upon my life because of willful disobedience and not dealing with the sin. Amen. But 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 we're in a we're in a we're in a, a, a sad state of affairs. You know as well as I do, uh, the denomination that you and I were affiliated with. We it's not good, brother. It's not good at all. Brother, they're in denial. Uh, folks, uh, Pastor Langford came out of the same denomination I did. Uh, you know, I was raised in the Church of God. I've, I've shared that story before. Both of my grandfathers were ministers, and um, even my grandfathers, Pastor Lankford, are, are a dying breed because um, even the church today doesn't look like anything like I remember it in the past. But, folks, uh, you know, my grandfather and I had a discussion one time. He said, you know, we always preached pre-tribulation rapture. In fact, we'd have this dress rehearsal. We'd just say, everybody get up on their feet, say, praise the Lord, and jump up. That's going to be like the way it is for the rapture. <laughs> you know, you'll be outside, uh, you know, cutting your grass, and boom, you'll be gone, and the lawnmower will keep on running. Um, you know, you want to be saved because you could be on an airplane, and the pilot um, could be raptured out, and you'd go down with the plane. Now, folks, that's wishful thinking. You know, uh, the Lord cannot come back until so- certain biblical parameters are met. But beyond that, we're going to endure some persecution for the cause of Christ. It says, many shall be offended for my name. The question is, will you be offended? You know, we're going to have an opportunity, I believe, Pastor Langford, to uh, experience what it was like for Peter. You know, he denied Christ three times. And, you know, we're quick to rail on him and say, well, you know, you know, he was kind of a, you know, he was kind of a loose cannon. But, folks, um, what will you do? When they ask you, will you deny Christ? If not, we're going to chop your head off. That's coming here in America. There's going to be many that are going to be made to wash their robes. There's going to be many martyrs. And, you know, I look for a way out of this situation. I mean, I've been studying the New World Order for 20 years. I know about the uh, the FEMA concentration camps. I know about the plans, the Bohemian Grove. I mean, you can know all the intricacies, folks, and still be faced with the question, well, what do you do? Even if you know who all the players are. And, uh, you know, I thought at one time I was going to just try to escape this country. And then I realized that when this system comes down, it's going to go over the whole world. You know, there really is no place to run except to, to Jesus Christ, folks. And, you know, beyond that, he's asked us to do something for him. He's asked us to get in the battle, put on the full armor of God, and report to the front line 
because the host of hell are mounting against mankind. And they're going to try to take as many people down as they can and take their souls to hell. If you're not prepared for what is coming, then you will faint in the days ahead. We've got to be prepared mentally, spiritually, physically. And when we see these things come, it's not going to come as a thief in the night. We need to be ready to endure till the end, okay, and occupy till he comes. And we've got a job down here to do. And there's plenty of work that we've got to do before the Lord returns. And for some of us, it may mean that you've got to lose your head. There will be martyrs. There's going to be multitudes. You can go that route. Uh, some are going to go into captivity. If you're meant for captivity, it says in the captivity you'll go. There's some that are going to live by the sword. They're going to die by the sword. There's others that are going to say, wait a minute, I didn't bargain for any of this. I'm taking the mark of the beast. They're going to fall away. And then there's going to be some that are going to endure till the end to see Jesus return. Now, let me ask you a question, Pastor Langford. Uh, if I were to tell you that this stuff is coming and you were prepared for it, and then when it came it wasn't a shock to your system and you didn't have a heart attack as a result when you saw the collapse coming, um, and then it didn't happen, you know, we got to hell to here early. That would be what I would call gravy down in the deep south. Absolutely, brother. Gravy and biscuits. And folks, listen, if I'm wrong and we get, <laughs> we get out of here early, well, then praise God, I'll race you to heaven. But look at it from the other side. What if you have not been prepared for that? What if you've been told that you will not go through any persecution, okay, that God wants you to live your best life now, that uh, it's not about putting your reward in heaven, it's about getting your reward now. As I've heard one televangelist say, he wants all his now. What's going to happen when your world falls apart? You know, we've got an instant message here in our chat room tonight, Pastor Lankford, and there's a brother that said, uh, yeah, I didn't listen to one of the televangelists, and he said, sow the seed, and I was in uh, some dire straits, I needed a miracle. I sowed it, and I didn't get my miracle, and uh, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in financial hard times right now. And he's not uh, blaming anyone, he, he's just saying that, you know, hey, there's many like that, uh, that bought into these false promises. And folks, it wasn't God's fault. You've got uh, men and women up there in the pulpit that are running these churches like businesses, and they create them, They basically create them as their own ATM machine, and they use you to withdraw the money out of your pockets. Amen. Give it back that's to good. you. That, that, that's good preaching right there. Um, can I share a passage of Scripture that might encourage some listeners tonight? Amen. In Hebrews chapter 11, God has already determined our our life, uh, as we follow him, how it's going to unfold. And in Hebrews chapter 11, that's the, the chapter about faith, but beginning at verse 33, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again. And others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might attain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover of bonds and imprisonment. 
They were stoned. They were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise, God having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. The reason I wanted to share that was God will make that decision in our lives for us if we are to quench the violence of fire, to escape the edge of the sword, in weakness made strong, uh, God will make that decision for us because he knows who we are. And others, you see, had cruel mockings and trials and were sown asunder and were stoned. So there are two factions of people here, those who God delivered and those who God let go through these things. And so that passage tells me that that's why I don't worry about it. Stephen was a layman and was stoned to death. But he was so full of the Holy Ghost, he was just like Jesus. Don't lay this sin to their charge. And, and, and God knows our makeup, our personality. He knows who will have that determination to say, hey, like Isaiah, take your timber saw and saw me into I, I Don't bother me. You know, I don't know that I could do that. But Isaiah was, was, was sawing asunder. So my point is, God will make that determination for those. Daniel stopped the mouths of lions. See, so so that will be left up to God, I believe, in behalf of the child of God. You know, what, Does that make any sense? Well, amen. I mean, look at uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That's right. They were thrown into the fiery furnace, and um, it slew the guards that were told to stoke it up. That's it. Yet they saw a fourth man in there. And, you know, they were preserved in the midst of the fire. Folks, we're not trying to put a spirit of fear here. We're just trying to tell you that perilous times are coming. But if you're walking according to the will of God in obedience and doing what he's called you to do, you could have a nuclear bomb detonate down the road from you, and you could walk through it. Absolutely. If that be God's will. If you're taken, it says to be absent from the bodies, be present before the Lord. If you uh, have Jesus Christ as your Savior, well, you've just gotten a promotion. But, um, you know, I have to uh, go back to what you said earlier. It does say in the Word, Pastor Langford, that it says, my people will do exploits That's in right. these last days. Um there's some pretty exciting times ahead of us. You know, I don't think it's any coincidence that anyone out there listening right now was born in this time. Now, you know, God has his vessels of honor and his vessels of dishonor. Amen. But, you know, if you're a believer or the Holy Spirit is drawing you and you accept Christ, you have an opportunity to do something great in this hour. And it's going to be an exciting time to be in. It's not about Satan winning because, no, his time's going to be short. He's angry because of that. But uh, there's a work to be done out there. The question is, are you going to say, what can I do for you, Lord Jesus? Or are you going to say, uh, please excuse me, I want to do my own thing? What do we need to be doing in this hour, Pastor Lankford? For those that are awake and say, hey, I, I'm, I'm guilty. Uh, I've wasted a lot of my life. But what can I do to turn it around? Well, you know, a lost word in the 21st century is is commitment, consecration, dedication. And I'm... I'm asking everyone uh, to take the month of January uh, as a time of fasting, 
with prayer, whether it's the Esther fast, the Daniel fast, uh, you fast on juices, you fast on water, whatever you feel led. But I, I sense in my spirit that we need to set aside uh, some time in January because I think I shared with you the other, the other day that uh, 2011, I believe, will be a time of chaos and judgment. Um, the number 11 means chaos and judgment. And uh, I think to have solace and peace and comfort, you're going to have to have a, an intimate relationship with Christ. It, it can't be lip service. It's got to be from the heart, and there's got to be commitment there. And when when it, when it gets tough, you remain faithful. You don't waver. You don't give up. You don't give in. You don't capitulate. But you just keep on striving. And fasting, you know, crucifies the natural man and allows the spiritual man to excel and to literally explode. And uh, you know, the uh, Haman wanted to kill all the Jews. But uh, Esther, Mordecai says to his niece, Esther, for a time such as this, God has raised you up. And if you don't do this, God will raise somebody else up. You see, so God wants to use us and envelop us into his program. But those who fast and pray and seek God, those are to whom God reveals his secrets and uh, gives them great power and great anointing, and lets them see into the scriptures. You know, Luke twenty four forty five. one of my favorite passages, says, Then opened he their understanding, that they might understand the scriptures. The Holy Spirit has to touch our minds to see the deep things of God. Because 1 Corinthians two fourteen says, The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for their foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, for they are spiritually discerned. We've got to have the Holy Spirit to illuminate our minds, and, and that is enhanced profusely when you begin to fast and pray. We become so much more sensitive. You know what I'm talking about, brother. You become sensitive to the Holy Ghost yes. when you're fasting. Amen. And, folks, uh, you know, it will break uh, bands of wickedness. It will break strongholds in your life. Uh, you'll be able to think clearer and be able to hear God more clearly. You talk about the Holy Spirit. Um, is the gifts of the Holy Spirit for today, Pastor Langford? Oh, absolutely. A absolutely. Amen. That's That's, you know, Jesus said in John 16, 13, how bit when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. As the spirit of, of the Holy Ghost was upon Christ's physical body, Luke 4, 18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. That same anointing, that same spirit is upon his body, the church. See? And, and that's why you're to see the gifts of the Spirit. You're to see manifestations of the Holy Ghost. You're to see the power of God. You know, Paul said, My speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of power and of Spirit, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And, and, and yes, that's, that's the... Uh, the, the, the Greek parakletos, the, the, the one to come along and give us power and comfort and aid. And, and that's how we're going to make it. And, and everyone listening tonight, you need the baptism in the Holy Ghost with the evidence, I believe, in speaking with other tongues as the Amen. Spirit of God gives the utterance. That's where the power is, brother. It's in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Um Explain to the listeners out there um, how one can receive the Holy Ghost if they have not received it. Is it something they can earn well, or no, buy, or how does that work? It, it, it is a gift. 
It is the gift of God. This promise is to you and to your children and as many as the Lord our God shall call from afar off or, or he'll save. You know, uh, I was preaching a revival some years ago and uh, I had a Methodist gentleman came to me after the service and he said, Preacher, I, I want the Holy Ghost. And I said, well, just go back home. And I said, just begin to worship the Lord. He said, worship the Lord. I said, that's right. Just just sit down in a chair. It, it, sit down on the floor, wherever. I said, just, just begin to worship the Lord. Because uh, Psalms 22.3 says that God inhabits the praises of his people. He fills their hearts. And I said, if you'll just begin to worship God, I said, before long, you'll sense the presence of the Holy Spirit. I said, he will come over you. And I said, you'll begin to hear. You're, you're, you're like the trumpet. You're going to make the sound, but he's going to give you the utterance. You're going to make the sound. It's going to be your voice. It's going to be your spirit receiving his spirit. And like the trumpet, the man puts the wind to it. The horn makes the sound, but it's the man's wind that makes the, the noise come forth. And so the Holy Spirit will come on us, and, and we're, going to, we're going to hear those words in our spirit. How, whatever words the Holy Ghost will give you, that you just yield to that. And see, that's, that's where people get afraid. Because, oh, it's going to be me. Well, sure it's going to be you. Because God's going to give you the words in the Spirit. And just let them, let them come out. You don't, you don't earn it. You don't merit it. And that's why I tell people the, the secret is just worship. John four twenty two. Jesus said, you worship, you know not what. But the hour cometh and hour is when the true worshipers, true worshipers, shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And, and, and the key is just yielding and being obedient, and the, the, that takes faith. It's just like I tell people, how do you know you're saved? By faith. And you receive the Holy Ghost the same way, by faith. You know, and nobody's going to teach you how to speak in tongues. The Holy Ghost will use your larynx, your voice box. You'll hear the words down in your spirit and just yield to that. Let the Spirit of God flow through you liberally. Amen. And that's uh, something we all need here in this hour, especially, friends. Uh, you know, Jesus said, if I don't go, I can't send you another comforter. Amen. Um, you know, not having the Holy Ghost is like not having a battery in your car. Well, he's, he's the power, brother. He, he, that's why Jesus said, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You've got to have that power. Uh, John fourteen sixteen, Jesus said, I will pray the Father, and he will send you another comforter that he may abide with you, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, and he dwelleth with you, and he shall be in you. That's why I said you'll hear those words in you. See, that's, 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 that's the baptism part, being immersed in the Spirit. John the Baptist was filled with the Spirit of God from his mother's womb, but he was not baptized in the Holy Ghost because John 7.39 said Jesus had not yet been glorified, so he hadn't sent the Holy Ghost. See? So... You know, I, I just tell people, don't, don't be concerned about what you're going to say in tongues. Don't, the, the emphasis is not on the tongues. The emphasis is on the baptism. Does that make any sense? Amen. It sure does. Um, Pastor Linkford, 
you know, we're going into some, uh, again, some terrible times here. It says, my people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. There's another verse that says, a wise man seeth destruction from afar and hideth himself. The simple paths on are destroyed, I believe is the way it goes. Uh, we were talking the other day about um, maybe some practical things that people can do to get themselves ready um, for what's coming here on America. And, um, folks, uh, we are late in the hour, but it's not too late to still do something. Um, we haven't received a knock on the door and been ordered to report to the concentration camp and get on the bus. Um, what can a person do? Because I know that uh, the major attack coming right now, it seems everybody is in the area of finances. What they thought was going to take them through um, the golden years, you know, they, they go in there and it's it's been devastated. Um you know, people ramped up and got big homes and big cars and mountains of debt, and now they're losing their jobs. Um, when you look at the problem, what's some practical advice that someone can take in the physical, Pastor David? Well, let me say this, and this is just common sense. The, 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 the greater you are indebted, the harder it is to make a living. The less you are indebted, the easier it is to make a living. But I think foremost right now, because of the urgency of the hour, you need to be around like-minded people. Uh, they will edify you, iron sharpeneth iron. They will have the same perspective, the same mindset, the same outlook, and and will help each other to get prepared. If if, if we're in and just total debt. You know, I, I shared with someone the other day, I said, if people had started listening to me uh, in 1995 and they had a 15-year mortgage, their home would be paid for now. But, you know, people regretfully uh, don't take heed uh, to what they hear. You know, I think it's 56 times in the New Testament the Scripture says, take heed. You know, you got to take heed. you got to listen. You know, a, a man that hears but doesn't listen uh, it's not ever going to get anywhere. You know, we, we've all been guilty of talking to someone. We heard what they said, but we weren't listening to them. And when when they got through, you're like, "What did you say?" Well, you heard them, but you weren't listening. But I, I would I would retire uh, any debt that I could as quickly as possible, and then I would get prepared for literally hard times. I, I, if I went to the store and bought uh, two cans of green beans, I'd, I'd get three or four cans of green beans. I would get myself ready. People say, well, that's that's a, a, a survivalist mentality. You know, our grandparents, brother, uh, my grandparents, they canned food every summer. I mean, killed hogs. I remember my grandpa taking uh, brown sugar and salt and pepper and and curing his own hams and wrapping them up in newspaper, putting them in pillowcases and hanging them out there in the meat house. Uh, <laughs> wow, yes. I mean, that's just the way. I, I was I was brought up on a farm. I still live yes, on sir. a farm. Uh, I, I understand what it means to work hard and, and be tired. But, you know, life is not a gravy train. And, 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 and this is a, an entitlement generation, and people are lazy and don't know how to do anything. And that's why I'm encouraging people to get around like-minded people, because that will edify you and strengthen you. But... If you buy a can of green beans today for, for 59 cents, you know, by this summer it could be $1.59. So all you've done was saved a dollar. 
You say, well, you look at your overall expenses, and, and that occurs in everything. Look what you've done for your family and just the fact that you have saved money. You know, I was taught, now you, 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 you probably were this too, but I was taught uh, from a pre-tribulation doctrine that when Noah put those animals on the ark, that they went into hibernation. You know, and, and, and I've read the book of Genesis God knows how many times, and, you know, I just, I just for whatever reason, I just didn't see it. And uh, uh, I just accepted that. But the Bible says in Genesis 6 and 21, God said to Noah, And take thou unto thee of all food that is eaten, and thou shalt gather it to thee, and it shall be food for thee and for them. And the verse before is talking about the fowls and the cattle and everything that he put on the ark. But he put food on the ark to feed them. Why? They, history records they were on the ark 377 days. He had a pretty decent little uh, uh, cupboard uh, to feed that many animals. But God told him to put the food on there. And, and as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the coming of the Son of Man. So I just look at the scriptures and take them for what they say. Get ready. Get ready. And people can mock you. And when all this chaos begins to explode, you don't want to be out there with the ravaging, you know, wolves, you want to be in the privacy of your home, and and what will happen? Civility will come back into the United States, but there's going to be such a turmoil till we get to that point. You don't want to be out there in that at that point in time. You want to be uh, in, in a safe place, just like Israel, when God began to pour the plagues out. Like the plague of darkness, it was so dark it could be felt. But in all the dwellings of Israel, there was light. These people stayed in their homes while God poured out plagues. And uh, I believe it's just common sense uh, to get ready and to do what you know to do. You know, God's not going to ask you to do something that you cannot do or you don't know to do. And I've always said this, you do your part, God will make up the difference. That's because that's his job to make up the difference. Amen. That's a that's a true word. Uh, you know, having done all, stand. Uh, right. You've got to do your part, my friends. To to do something uh, is to actually have faith. Now, you know, they laughed at Noah, and they're, they'll laugh at people now, but they weren't laughing when the rains came. And um, when you finally get the alert, general alert over the television, that there's chaos, and everybody goes to the stores, look, the, sh- the cupboards are wiped out in three hours. We know this from hurricanes, from snowstorms. I've seen it with my own eyes. You go there and they're just a piece of bread, you know, a loaf of Wonder Bread, and everything else has been cleared out. But listen, people wait to the last minute. People are notorious for being procrastinators, but you don't want to be a procrastinator in this time. And then there's those who will say, well, you know, Pastor Langford, uh, I can just go shoot me a deer, or I'll just wait on manna from heaven. Um, you know, I actually had a one of the top survivalists of all time on this program, a guy named Ragnar Benson, He's in his late 70s now. And, uh, by the way, just uh, for trivia purposes, he's the, uh, he was the youngest federal firearms licensee of all time. He got his FFL when he was like 16, so he's had it like over, you know, it's over 60 years. Wow. But, uh, folks, by the way, we're fixing to go off of the blog talk stream, and then we're going to continue on the uh, hi-fi for a few more moments. So just bear with us. Where am I going with this story about Ragnar Benson? Ragnar said... If it takes you more energy, okay, if you have to expend more energy catching your food, then you're going to take in, once you finally eat it, 
you're going to starve to death. And uh, that's not going to work, folks. I, I've heard many people say, well, I'll just go shoot a deer. Uh, no, you, no, you won't, because there will be other people out there trying to do the same thing. It's not going to work. Or, you know, um, I just believe God's going to take care of me. No, God expects you to do what you can do. That's having real faith because he sends the warning before the judgment. And we've received many warnings, my friends, of what's coming on this country. It should not take us as a thief in the night. You should look at it as, thank you, God, for giving me advance warning to do something. And uh, we're not of any illusion that we can prepare for every contingency, but, you know, I, I believe God looks down and he smiles on someone and says, I'm going to do what I can, and then I'm going to trust the Lord for the rest. And, uh, you know, maybe there's some of you that God has blessed out there financially. Put back extra, because there's going to be people with nothing right now that are truly having to depend on God for some provision because they have nothing in this hour. But, um, you know, that would be my advice. So I, I would agree with Pastor Langford, you know, put back some food, some water, some water filtration. Get out of the major cities. You've got cash. Put your hands on it. Don't uh, trust that the, the ATM machines are going to be in operation tomorrow. Uh, everybody always is in kind of a just-in-time mentality. You know, I'll go tonight to the grocery store and I'll buy what I need, or I'll go to the, you know, to the bank and then get what I need. Folks, what happens when those systems are shut down? Don't forget the story of Argentina. There were people that woke up one morning to find out that there was a national bank freeze, and they were rational what they can take out. And by the way, what they had in there was now worth 50% of what it was the night before. And that could come here in America. You know, we've, we've heard warnings of bank holidays. One day it's going to be a reality. Amen. But aside from that, um, Pastor Langford, we were talking about numbers, and uh, we got off on the, uh, the mark of the beast system. Did God give you some kind of revelation on uh, what the 666 might actually mean? Well, you know, as I shared with you um, on the mark of the beast, I begin to study out that passage in Revelation 13, verses 16 through 18. And the word count there means compute. And then the strong exhaustive concordance told me to reference another number, and it uh, was said, ticket for admission, and then it said to reference another number, and it said to manipulate. And so... When you put that passage together, uh, Revelation thirteen sixteen, and he calls it all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond. That's the manipulation. He calls it. That's the manipulation. That no man might buy or sell, save he had the mark or the name or the number of the beast. That is the ticket for admission. And then it says in verse 18, let him that have understanding count. And the word count literally in the Greek is compute. And so here's John writing this 2,000 years ago about computers, and he has no idea what he's writing, but just shows the authenticity of the word of the Lord. But, you know, there's been a lot of speculation of what it might be. I do know this. Uh, my first child was born in 1986. When I went to do my income taxes, uh, the income tax preparer said, uh, you're going to have to get your daughter a Social Security card uh, because they're not going to let you keep taking her as a deduction without a number. And, you know, I didn't think much about it. Well, then in 1989, when my second child was born, when I left the hospital, guess what? They handed me his Social Security number. 
So if you will remember, I still got my original Social Security card that I got when I was 12 years old. I went to work in a feed store at 12. Wow. And uh, it says on my Social Security card, not for identification for taxes only. Guess what? That's all it is now is an identification number. Yes. And uh, the very thing they said on that original card, they lied. It says not for identification, tax purposes only. And so, you know, everybody has a number, brother. And, uh, uh, you know, somehow, uh, as you mentioned, people, you know, don't have cash. They rely on ATM machines, uh, ATM cards, uh, debit cards. I don't even have a debit card. I don't have an ATM card. I, I don't, I'm from the old school, and it's guys like me that are an impediment to the system. You know, I'm very uh, computer illiterate. Uh, I, I have very little knowledge of computers. Uh, but this is because this is what they want. Because, you see, is is the www.worldwideweb. It's a web. And it, it's right. all about controlling us. And uh, I think I saw on Fox News the other day now where everybody, if you want your Social Security check, it now it's mandatory. There's no way you're not going to be mailed to you no more. You're going to get it direct deposit, no ifs ands and buts. If you don't do that, you don't get your check. Wow. So it's all about controlling the people, and that's why this is so dangerous because that's what government the government's desire is to control. So I've been sharing this lately. Every government in the Book of Daniel and in the Book of Revelation is described as a beast. And I was praying about that, you know, why a beast, leopard, lion, tiger, ram, goat, is because you cannot rationalize with a beast. You cannot talk to a tiger like you and I are talking. He's going to rely on nothing but instinct. And so we're, we're wrestling against a beast that will not listen to us, that will not respond to us, that dictates, that is predatorial. They take, they never give. And that's why we've got to be hid in Christ, because this system will devour. It will devour everyone that it possibly can. And I believe that's why God always described governments as beasts, because you cannot rationalize with them whatsoever. Brother, that is so true. And folks, I don't think you can take this mark and, uh, and then repent for it later. Uh, what is the penalty for taking the mark of the beast, Pastor Langford? Uh, it's eternal separation from God. I mean, that's one of the vials will be poured out on those who've taken the mark of the beast. And it's, uh, it's eternal damnation. I mean, it's you're, you're doomed. And uh, I know there are those who think that God will forgive, but uh, he, that's, that's one of the sins he's not going to pardon if you take the mark of the beast. You are doomed. You know, read Revelation chapter 16. Uh, you, if you take that mark, you have sealed your doom. Um, but I, I, I still believe in God's election in our lives. Uh, and the reason I say that is because in Revelation chapter 13, verse 8, And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him. Talking about the Antichrist. All that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. That same phrase is also used again in Revelation 17, verse 8. 
the beast that thou sawest was and is not, and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition, and they that dwell on the earth shall wonder whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world. So I, I, I'm not sitting here preaching predestination, but I'm telling you there is, there, there is some things that are foreordained and predestined in our lives if we'll just follow Christ. He's telling us in those scriptures, we're not going to wander after the beast. Amen. Revelation 13, 3 says, And all the world wandered after the beast. Jesus said, You're in the world, but you're not of the world. So we're not going to wonder if we are in Christ. I believe that. I believe that because our names are in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. And, folks, now is the time to decide who you're going to serve. Uh, you know, you need to choose this day whom you're going to serve because no one's guaranteed tomorrow, number one. You may not even make it to the tribulation period. You could be killed tomorrow. Only God knows our future. So you need to be ready to meet the Lord at any time. But uh, beyond that, if you're straddling the fence, God is turning up the heat. And you will get uh, basically ripped to shreds uh, sitting on the middle of the fence. You've got to be hot or cold. Or Jesus said, I would, you know, whether you be hot or cold, but because you're lukewarm, I'll spit you out of my mouth. Uh, he's going to turn up the heat to force us to make a decision. Choose Christ in this hour. Okay, ask God what you can do for him today while you still have an opportunity to do something because night cometh when no man can work. And uh, understand that you, we better get ready spiritually, physically right now, get prepared. Otherwise, uh, we could be a candidate for the great falling away uh, because when the, the, the pressure is turned up, uh, many are going to faint and they're going to say, you know what, I just, I'm not prepared. And uh, they're going to take the... Um, the easy route out, it'll be a one-way ticket to hell via the mark of the beast system. So uh, I believe God can sustain people supernaturally in times of famine. I believe that there's provision in the wilderness. And, um, you know, God will take care of his people. And, you know, he knows what each of our uh, destinies are, if I can use that word, Absolutely. and what our end's going to be. But uh, one thing is for certain, we're all going to stand before the Lord and give an accounting. What did we do with the time we have down here? So we need to ask God, what would you have us to do right now? You know, God opened the right door, shut the wrong doors today. Um, Pastor Langford, for someone out there listening live or on MP3 that does, does not know Jesus Christ but would like to accept him tonight, uh, how would they go about doing that? Jesus, you know, made it very simple. Paul made it very simple. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Confess it with your mouth and believe it in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead and thou shalt be saved. Romans ten thirteen. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Uh, you know, if we will just do what the Bible says, confess our sin, because repentance is the only thing that initiates forgiveness. And Romans 2, 4 said, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. That's a good thing, because repentance is what brings the forgiveness into our lives, brother. And if, if the Bible said in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sin... He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And, you know, that's a hard thing for a lot of people to do, brother, is to say, I am a sinner. I have sinned. Uh, they want to say, well, you know, I, I might have done something wrong. No, we're sinners. And uh, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And we must acknowledge that. Uh, that, that, that. That shows God we mean business. We're not, we're not, you know, trying to put on some veneer of facade 
that old beautiful song, Just As I Am, Come Unto Thee. I mean, just, you know, whoever you are, whatever you are, and uh, we all uh, were sinners, and now we're, we're, we're not justified by anything that we do, but by what he has done at Calvary is what saves a man, and we just receive it by faith. And, and those of you tonight who you may not have the background that Brother Bruce and I have, the heritage, the, the Pentecostal heritage. But let me tell you something. I've learned a long, a long time ago, people who just receive like Rahab the harlot. She didn't know anything about Jehovah God, but she believed the two spies, and thus she hid them. And the Bible tells us that her works, her works is what saved her. She, she believed the message, judgment's coming to Jericho. And so she believed and she was a part, brother, of the lineage of Jesus Christ because she married an Israeli named Salmon. And they had a son called Boaz. And, and Boaz and, and Ruth had uh, Obed. And, and Obed begat Jesse, and Jesse begot the psalmist David. So God was already grafting Gentiles into his, his work way back in the Old Testament. Amen. And that's why Romans 9 and 10 says we're grafted in. We were grafted in a long time ago. See, And uh, so all you've got to do is believe with your heart and confess it with your mouth that God has raised Jesus from the dead. And he said, you're going to be saved. And I have Amen. to believe it's just that simple. We make it difficult. But being born again is not difficult, brother. Amen. And praise the Lord, folks. And I hope that you'll make that decision. Because you can uh, have peace in the midst of the storm. You don't have to have fear going into these days ahead, and uh, I would recommend everybody to take the advice of Pastor Langford and uh, fast for some direction. Some are saying, well, where do I move to? Well, fast and ask the Lord to show you. Maybe he would have you stay put where you're at. Maybe he would have you relocate. Um, We need to hear a clear word from the Lord in this hour, and, of course, you need to be in the Word of God daily and in prayer. Well, Pastor Langford, it's been an honor and a pleasure to have you on tonight, and before I have you close in prayer... Um, tell us a little bit about um, your church there, uh, if people in the area where they could go to worship with you, and also tell us about your uh, radio ministry and how they can tune into you. Well, we have a we have a small church. Uh, we don't run but about uh, eighty or ninety. Uh, I started this non-denominational work uh, ten years ago this coming uh, February, and God has blessed us to buy property and to build a building. We have a small Christian school, ACE, Accelerated Christian Education. Uh, We have the radio ministry on WWCR, uh, 9.350 on Mondays and Tuesdays, uh, 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and at midnight Eastern Standard Time on 4840. And and do you want to tell them about the program we're going to be doing on? Oh, yes, absolutely. Tell them about that, brother. Folks, on uh, January 1, we're going to be doing a special uh, program. We're going to have a three-hour block. Uh, Pastor Langford is on WWCR on Saturday nights at midnight. And as you know, uh, Rich Keldner Watchman Radio has been on for the last seven years at 11 p.m. Well, he's got the 10 p.m. block. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a three-hour New Year special. We're going to have Pastor Langford bring a word of the Lord. And uh, we're going to open up some lines if you need prayer. And uh, we're going to have a great time in the Lord. That will be January 1, starting at um, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. It will be 7 p.m. Pacific. 
And uh, I want you to tune in there. That'll be on WWCR. I believe that's 4840. Uh, Pastor Langford, uh, Give also your website address. How can people get a hold of you? Can they order any uh, sermons and audio materials from you? Yes, if they'll go to our website, thevoiceofevangelism.com, we have all types of uh, teaching aids. Uh, I I talk about the fallacy of the seven-year scenario. I believe there's only three-and-a-half-year period that's left, and I believe that because Jesus' ministry was three-and-one-half years. He got the first half of Daniel's 70th week. That's why in the book of Daniel and Revelation, uh, it's always 42 months, 1,260 days, and time, times, and half a time. And so that's another fallacy that the pre-trib teaches is a seven-year scenario. It doesn't exist. You'll not find two scriptures to verify that, to authenticate that, but I think I can give you seven that talks about a 42-month period. And so we have many teaching aids uh, we've written several books, one on the coming of the Lord, the second coming, uh, and we wrote a book on uh, suffering. If life is a is a trial, where's the evidence? Because a lot of people are suffering. And uh, one of the chapters in that book, I talk about Abraham, how the Bible said he clave the wood. And the word clave there means to split the wood. And he was splitting wood, Brother Bruce. He thought to sacrifice Isaac. And God may have some people tonight listening in a particular place, and what you're doing you think is for one purpose, but when you get to where God wants you to be, he'll use what you have done for another purpose. He split wood, thinking he was going to use it to sacrifice Isaac, but when he got to the mountain, that wood was for that ram that God had allowed to be caught in the thicket. So we we don't mitigate what God is doing or what he has us doing. You know, splitting wood is a menial task and hard, but he did it by faith, and God rewarded him because he was obedient. But we have a lot of teaching aids, and uh, uh, Lord willing, I want to get set up like you are too, brother, uh, in this blog radio, because I had a guy just call me yesterday, uh, can't get us on shortwave, and we're just trying to do what we can to get the message out, and uh, I believe you're going to help me, the Lord's going to use you to help me to to try to follow this aspect of the ministry. Because, you know, we're, we're all in this together. You know, we're, we're, we're working together for the kingdom of God. And if you like Jesus, he hired a man at 6 o'clock in the morning, and then he hired a guy at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. He only worked one hour. But they were all be, being paid the same wage, which speaks of eternal life. And, of course, the carnal man says, well, I worked 12 hours, and he only worked one hour and got the same thing. We're working for the kingdom. And so carnality gets that divisiveness. And uh, if you only get to work one hour, praise God, at least you're working for the Master and you're going to have eternal life. But uh, it's www.thevoiceofevangelism.com. And uh, phone us, call us, write us. Uh, We'll do anything we can to help people and to try to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with them. Praise the Lord, yes. And Pastor Langford is coming to Blog Talk Radio. And uh, I would like you all to uh, contact him. Uh, get a hold of his material. Again, thevoiceofevangelism.com. You know, brother, you brought uh, some real meat of the word, and that's uh, what we need. I hear all the time, you know, I, I'm just not getting fed anything uh, at my church. It's like eating Chinese food. I eat it, and in an hour and later, I'm hungry. <laughs> How you know, true. <laughs> people are tired of the milk. They want to get the meat of the word. And, folks, you can get that with Pastor David Langford's ministry. The Omega Man gives him a thumbs up. Uh, Pastor David, will you close in prayer tonight? 
Yes, sir. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this gracious time of friendship and fellowship and for breaking the word of God, the bread of life. Father, I pray for every listener tonight. I pray that, Lord God, you would give them courage and a holy boldness to stand, and having done all to stand, to stand therefore, having their loins girt about with the truth. Father, I ask you to order every listener's steps in the word of God, that no sin, that no iniquity could have dominion, authority, or lordship over our lives. I pray for my brother Bruce Lee tonight, that God, you would continue to use him to touch the hearts and lives of multitudes around the world. Father, I pray that you would grant each of us favor with people whom we do not know, because the pool of people that we do not know far exceeds the pool of people that we do know. You could put someone in our lives tomorrow, Lord, to change our entire world. I ask you to give your people great favor in the coming days, that when everyone else is struggling, grappling, literally perishing, that the righteous will stand, and that, Lord God, we will be like that tree that's planted by the rivers of living water, and our leaf shall not wither. And whatever we do, Lord, you'll cause it to prosper. I just ask you now to keep each of us in the hollow of thy hand. I ask you, Lord, to to touch us, to dedicate a certain amount of time in the month of January for prayer and fasting, that we might know the mind of God, that we might know what you would have us to do, Father. Now I just pray that your keeping power and presence will abide with us all. Save the lost. Touch the backslider. Bring them back, Lord. Convict them profusely till they surrender again and pick up that cross and follow you. And we'll ask it in Jesus' name we pray, Lord. Amen. Amen. Pastor David, it was a... um a real honor and a pleasure to have you on tonight, and we'll have you on again really soon. God bless you tonight. And I'll I'll be in touch with you very soon, brother. Absolutely, brother. Thank you so, Thank very you much. so much. Bless you all. Folks, this was Pastor David Langford, the voice of evangelism.com. I would like you to go over and check out his website, support his ministry. What a word tonight, folks. Awesome word of God. And if you missed the earlier portion of this program, we had Pastor John Franklin from Canada, he brought a massive deliverance warfare prayer and live uh, deliverance over the radio. We uh, started the program early tonight, so uh, this will be in the MP3 archive shortly. Again, I want to uh, tell everyone to uh, spread the word about Omega Man Radio, tell them about the new stereo stream that's available, and uh, we're at 96K. So I'm just praising God. I want to thank Rich Keltner for, of Watchman Radio for helping me to set it up. And uh, shouts out to uh, Dr. Pat Holliday, MiracleInternetChurch.com, PatHolliday.com, source of some great material on deliverance. Now, uh, the schedule for this week is as follows. I'm going to be doing a program probably every single day. And I know many of you are traveling, fellowshipping with your families, and so if you can't be with us, uh, that's, that's all right by me. And listen, you've got to have some downtime, too. <laughs> and uh, you can always catch us on the MP3 or via iTunes. Uh, also, uh, in terms of the schedule, tomorrow I'm going to have um, an early show again at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. We're going to have Pastor James Mobley bringing a word of the Lord and a mass deliverance, followed by Pastor John Gogan of agapibible.org at 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. 
Okay, that is uh, tomorrow. Thursday, I'm going to have John Kyle back from Billings, Montana. He's going to be bringing more teaching on spiritual warfare. We'll even take your calls if you need prayer. Uh, with a mass deliverance, of course. That's Thursday, Friday. Uh, Friday, I'm going to have Pastor John Franklin on, bringing a word from Canada. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, um, provided Dr. Pat is in town, we're going to, going to be doing the School of Deliverance and Intercessory Warfare Prayer Sunday night. Uh, if there is any change to that, I will be posting that. But that's our normal program every uh, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, I got uh, a call today from Steve Quill. He has a uh, new message to release. He's going to be on the program next Tuesday at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. That'll be 8 p.m. Pacific. We're going to be doing a program in live stereo. And I better get the uh, the feed up and running really smooth because it's going to have probably two, 3,000 people uh, live. And we'll have a maxed out chat room, as always is the case when we have Steve on. Well, we praise the Lord for that. It's a good problem to have. What a night last night was. Uh, we started out at 8. We went to 5 a.m. What a, That was a uh, marathon last night. We did the um, the program. At uh, from eight, and then we uh, that was with Bill, and then at eleven, uh, I started taking phone calls. And if you missed those, <laughs> I'm going to try to get this stereo up. Um, pretty interesting uh, night. We were having witches call in. We were doing spiritual warfare. You know, last night was at uh, lunar eclipse, and then they had the um, winter solstice. And the witches and warlocks were out there doing covens and orgies and sacrificing people. God have mercy. You know, we weren't going to sit by and allow them to control the night. No, we took it back for Jesus Christ with spiritual warfare. And we're standing in the gap for the innocent out there. Okay, we were doing binding and loosing what Jesus Christ gave us as the keys of the kingdom. We were taking calls. We fought in Leviathan last night. We had a number of powerful deliverances that were started. And, you know, Jesus Christ is the one that sets people free. We're just workers here, but, you know, we've got to do our part. You've got to do your part. You've got to get in the Word of God every day and put that Word on it in the inside of you. Write it on the tables of your heart. We may not have the, the Bible forever, okay, here in this country. They could take it away, like some countries where it's illegal to own a Bible, where they actually have to share a page that they've ripped out. Amongst the churches, that's horrible, folks, but it could come. You better have the Word of God written on the tables of your heart so the Holy Spirit can quicken it to your mind. And we've got to get busy. Okay, we've got to preach the gospel. We've got to cast out demons in Jesus' name. We've got to lay hands on the sick that they shall recover. Okay, we've got to move in the gifts of the Spirit. We've got to feed the poor. We've got to stand in the gap for the fatherless. We've got to bless Israel, Genesis 12, 3. Bless the orphans, bless the, bless the widows, bless the orphans. And support the deliverance ministry. Because this is a segment of the ministry that everybody needs now, or will need soon, when they come face to face with a demonic spirit that is manifested in a loved one. Or themselves, what will you do when you come face to face with the devil? Will you know that greater is he that is in thee than he that is in the world? And take authority over those serpents and scorpions in Jesus' name? 
or will you be run over? Will you let the devil jump on your back? Okay, put a bride on your mouth and ride you like a horse jockey. You know, if you could see in the spirit, you would probably see that right now going down the street. I saw at least uh, two cases the other day where uh, definite manifestation, and it was happening in in the form of this um, limp that was going on. I said, how interesting it is. I just saw two ladies, one after another, going on with a limp. And I'm not saying if you've got a limp, it's because of that. But I had the discernment there that this was a foul spirit of infirmity, and I think they had bitterness. You know, if we have unforgiveness in our life, that opens the door for cancer and arthritis. You've got to forgive. You've got to forgive those that have hurt you. You've got to bless them and ask God to save their lives before they bust hell wide open. There's multitudes on the highway to hell right now, folks, and there's no weekend stays in hell. You go in, you don't come out until Judgment Day, and then they throw you into the fiery furnace, the lake of fire, meant for the devil and his angels. We don't want anybody to perish. But we have to forgive those who have hurt us. We have to release them. We have to bless them and ask God to save their souls at any cost. That's a requirement if we want to be forgiven. Do I hear an amen out there? So uh, spread the word about Omega Man Radio. We are moving in the full gospel message. Okay, our mandate is clear. We will not fail. We're going to enemy in, we're going into enemy territory. We're taking it back for Jesus Christ. We're going to run with a steamroller over the witches' covens, over the warlocks, over the Satanist, over those in the New Age, even those in the third wave church that are imparting Kundalini demons with a laying on in hands like it with Todd Bentley and the Lakeland Revival out in Brownsville. We've got a brother who was sent out there, and they told him, close your eyes, we're going to astral project you to the third heaven. Then he heard some demonic music, and people were flopping around like fish out of water. Folks, you've got to have discernment of spirits in this hour. You've got to know that witches and warlocks have been sent in on this missions of destruction into churches to infiltrate them, to take down the pastor, to infiltrate and become church leaders, Sunday school teachers, to create dissent, to split churches. It's going on out there. It's rampant. My people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. You better have some knowledge of the deliverance ministry in this hour. Okay? Jesus said, The signs that shall follow them that believe is they shall cast out devils in my name. Okay? That was number one. They shall speak in new tongues. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Go read it. It's there. What are you going to do? Deny it? You got a problem with it? Take it up with Jesus Christ. That's what he was doing before he gave his life for you and I. He was casting out devils and he was doing miracles of healing. He said, You'll do greater things. We're to do that, folks. It's a com- commandment. It's a commit you know, it's our mandate. What are you going to do? You're going to say, um, please excuse me, Lord. I've got a ball game to go to. Or I've got a a meeting over at the Starbucks with my girlfriends. 
or we're going to go down and drink a couple of brewskis at the pool hall. We'll see what Wynn Worley had to say about it. And I said before, if you want to find a lot of demons, go to church. There you can be sure you'll find a bunch. They're roosting all over God's people. They're binding them down. They're choking them off. And somebody has to care because people are bound. And if it isn't the chosen of God, I don't know who's going to care. If it isn't those whom God has called out, if they don't care enough to lay their lives on the line, I don't know who's going to do it. As a sad scripture says, I looked for a man and I found none. God looked for a man. He couldn't find anybody. Everybody was doing their own thing. God is calling a people to war, all-out war, a war in which no quarter is given and no quarter is asked. The order of the day remains, attack, attack, attack. That's God's marching order. That is his marching order, and that's ours too. That's yours too if you're a believer in Christ. Get into the battle. Make a difference here. Some of you have lost loved ones to the enemy. In my own case, I've lost a father to Leviathan, the, fa- the king of the children of pride, and some occult that he was involved in. He had uh, Buddha idols in his house. Folks, we have to get involved, or it's just a matter of time for you get the knock on your door from the host of hell. They're coming for you. We don't have to have fear. Now, you put them on the run in Jesus' name. That's what we've got to be doing here. Do I hear an amen out there? Get involved. We've been doing our own thing for too long. No more time for sleeping and slumbering. We've got to get busy. We need to create disciples for Jesus Christ. We need to get people involved in the deliverance ministry. It's one thing to be delivered. You need to... You need to Thank the Lord for your deliverance and go pluck someone out of the fire and see them delivered through Jesus Christ. You need to replicate the act. We need, to, we need people trained up to be deliverance ministers. Man, woman, child. A child can cast out a demon if you train them up. Amen? Why don't we teach our children about spiritual warfare instead of letting them spend 12 hours a day on... PSP3 and Xbox 360, playing Guitar Hero. Do you know demons come in through Guitar Hero? We cast out a demon last night called Rockstar. Came in through music. And Guitar Hero, you're over there, you go through, what, 30 different occultic songs? And they've got the uh, cartoon guys doing the El Cornudo sign in the background. You know, Satan's horns. Do I hear an amen out there? What's wrong? What's happened to our discernment, my friends? Are you going to let your children go see the Smurfs? These little blue demons? We've got a report in of the Dawn Treader by C.S. Lewis. Folks, it should not be. We've got the occult that slipped into the church. They're having Harry Potter parties out there. We've got pastors, children going to see twilight series and they think it's okay oh it's that's harmless we've got to be 
meek as doves, yet wise as serpents. Okay? Someone better know what time it is, or we're in trouble. You better know that when three emeralds are around and you're feeling paralyzed, that you are being attacked probably by Lilith, the screech owl, or Incubus or Succubus or Asmodeus, and you bind that foul spirit in Jesus' name. Even if you can't speak, you just think, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you. And then realize you probably got a demonic gateway in your life. Okay? You better look through your house and see if there's any occultic objects. Or maybe you've got some unrepentant sin. Do you understand this? Satan is a legal expert. Does it matter if if you deny his existence or deny the existence of the demons? That just makes you easier pray for them. They will eat you for lunch, my friends. If you don't put on the full armor of God and put them on the run in Jesus' name, this is warfare. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers in high places, my friends. It's about spiritual warfare, okay? That's what it's about. So, get your head out of the sand. Get equipped to do battle. And then get you know, start attacking the enemy. I, well, I praise the Lord for the men and women of God out there that uh, do know what time it is. And many of you come out here every night, you do know what time it is. And I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to those that... Um, might listen casually or might catch us on an MP3 and be, you know, kind of tempted to go back to sleep. Support the deliverance ministry. You know, the deliverance ministry is to the Christian. I'm not uh, casting demons out of the unsaved out there because if I were to do that, it would be an injustice to them. I'd be doing them a disservice. If they're not willing to repent and ask the Holy Spirit to come in and fill them, and they're going to go out and do the same sin again. Well, that demon is just going to come in, but it's going to bring in seven friends more powerful than it itself. And the end of that man or woman will be worse in the beginning. No. Deliverance is a children's bread. It's a fringe benefit of accepting Jesus Christ. You do not have to be a machine to be operated by the enemy. You don't have to be a vehicle for a demonic spirit. And uh, I take authority over all the witches and warlocks tuning in right now, over their strongmen, over their gatekeepers, over all the foul spirits operating in them. I see the witches and warlocks popping in. Well, we bind you right now in Jesus' name. And I strip you of your power in the name of Jesus Christ. What powers that you are harnessing to do your magic and astral project, I revoke in Jesus Christ's name. And I bind all your power, demons, and I command them to go into the cage in Jesus' name. Be weakened, you foul spirits, in Jesus' name. The Lord rebuke you. And right now I break all hexes, vexes, curses, spells, hoodoo, voodoo, witchcraft, lotions, potions, psychics, prayers, jinxes, bewitchments, enchantments, every curse that has been sent against me, Omega Man Radio, Pastor Langford, Pastor John Franklin, the other guests that have come on this program, Dr. Pat Holliday, and all the believers out there, I break it off of us, and I send it back to the original sender in Jesus' name. Apply the blood of Jesus to myself and every believer out there tuning in right now. I ask God that you unloose 
warrior and guardian angels to surround the people of God tonight and this week and every day going forward. Give them traveling mercies, Father God, for those that are traveling. Apply the blood of Jesus to their vehicles. Father God, we ask that you would open up the right doors, shut the wrong doors. Put people in our paths that we are to minister to, to witness to. Set up divine appointments. I ask God that you loose warrior angels, again, to go before us, to clear the way. Loose angels, God, ministering spirits to each of us tonight. Unloose the power, the spirit of power and love and a sound mind into the people of God out there tonight. Wisdom and knowledge in accordance with Ephesians 1.17. And we command the enemy to give back everything that he has stolen from us with sevenfold. We want the interest. In the name of Jesus, God, I ask you to open up doors for jobs. Open up doors for people to have a place to live that don't have one currently. In the name of Jesus. And I bind the spirit of infirmity. I'm talking to any spirit of infirmity out there right now, operating in any believer and listening to this program. I bind you. Loose the people of God and come out in Jesus' name. I send you to Tartarus right now. Father God, let your healing power flow. I rebuke blood clots. I rebuke strokes. I rebuke arthritis. Damaged disc, hernia, high blood pressure, heart attack, cancer, we bind you. Come out of them right now and let them go in Jesus' name. Migraine headache, we rebuke you. Loose the people and let them go right now in Jesus' name. Just cover the people with the blood of Jesus, and I say be healed in Jesus' name of your infirmity right now. Any vision problems, be healed right now in Jesus' name. And I want to thank you, Father God, for everyone out there tonight. I ask that you unloose warrior angels, again, for our protection, but loose angels also to open up new doors of opportunity for people. To please, God, let them create favor with men and women for us, for jobs, for opportunities, for businesses, for finances to come in. We bind the spirit of poverty and lack off of the people of God. Loose them now and let them go. In Jesus' name, the Lord rebuke you. Again, every curse that has been sent against the people here or this program, I break off and I send back to the original sender. Amped up 1,000-fold tonight in Jesus' name. And I cut the silver cards of any witches or warlocks that would try to astral project against myself or the people out there in the name of Jesus. And finally, God asked for a wall of fire of the Holy Spirit in accordance with Zechariah 2 and 5, just to surround the people of God and their property in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I want to thank you for tuning in tonight. Um, keep me in prayer. And um, remember, support the Deliverance Ministry. You can get some great deliverance material, places like wrwpublications.com. Uh, there's going to be a deliverance conference also, before I forget, uh, in January at hbcdelivers.org, miracleinternetchurch.com, patholiday.com. And, uh, again, uh, all of these links are over at omegamanradio.com. You can email me, care of Shannon, S-H-A-N-N-O-N, at omegamanradio.com. 
or you can go over to facebook.com slash Omega Man Radio, add me as a friend and send me a message, and I'll get back with you. God bless everyone tonight, and I uh, hope you have a uh, very good evening. <laughs>